Welcome back to A People's Guide to Publishing. I'm Joe Beal, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing and Distribution. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 25 years. I'm Ellie Blue. I'm the Editorial and Marketing Director here at Microcosm. We are an independent midlist publisher based in Portland, Oregon. We have 14 employees, over 650 titles in print with 20 to 40 new books per year, and we distribute thousands of titles from other publishers. We started this podcast so that we can share what we've learned with newer publishers so that you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to understand the publishing industry. This week we are going to talk about how Major Big Five Publishing has been taken over by the Celebrity Book. And we're joined with a special guest this week. Uh, this is Ariel Gore, who's the author of many, many, many books. And she is not a celebrity. <laughs> or it is. I mean, I guess Depending it all depends on, on where you're coming from. It's true. <laughs> it's like I'm famous. Anybody I'm famous. that you're... When you're a fan of somebody, you perceive that that person is famous. I'm like, like, I'm world famous in Portland. <laughs> I feel like, though, you go to, can you go to the grocery store without someone taking your photo and putting it in a magazine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I'm, that's good. That's I'm good. good at that. That's less stressful. That sounds terrible. I'm sorry I said you weren't a celebrity. Now I feel like I just, you know, I meant it as a compliment. Mm. Yeah, I'm not. I, it's true. I'm not a celebrity. This is our I, level of discourse. I, I identify as a non-celebrity. I feel like you're a great example, though, of somebody who is like a very successful author who's written many books and makes a living as a writer and has done that without becoming like a nationwide household name. Like you don't have to be Danielle Steele or, um, or you know. Actually, Mark. I haven't heard of a lot of people who are <laughs> right. household like, names. Who are the celebrity <laughs> writers? Yeah, and, and I, I think like, that's. Households, I think that's a lot of what it is, though. Is it's like. The people that are big names to me, you know, maybe sell 5,000 books. And the people that are actually big names, I've never heard of. You know, and I think that's a lot of it, too. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, that's a lot of what we've, like, there's been a major shift in the last 11 years where it's become less and less about the, what a person has to say or the compellingness of the way that they sell it, say it and has become much, much more about... How big is their platform? Right, and if the if the book is part of their brand, it's yeah, it's just sort of having like you have an action figure of yourself, you have a book, you you know you mm -hmm. have your social media feed, um, and that's a world you know whatever if that's if that's what you want, so it's fine, but it's not exactly the kind of writing that we're talking about. And it's so interesting because the same publishers who are really leaning into that um you know we're only doing celebrity books if you don't have a million followers you know what are you doing here um they also complain about like dwindling readership like nobody reads anymore it's like hmm like maybe you could find out what all these non-readers would like to read and some of us would like to read cool stuff by people who are not celebrities and people who are like <laughs> us and people who are just thinking like thinkers you might want to read uh, a book by a you know we used to have like hermited writers you know, we used to have reclusive writers and that would be an okay thing to be 
right and people might want to read their stuff but so it's it's just this funny thing where it's where publishers are like you have to be a celebrity to write a book and <laughs> nobody's reading it's like hmm right right <laughs> causation is correlation in this case so joe like what's your analysis of like why is this why are big five houses gravitating more and more towards only people with massive platforms well, the big five used to take a lot of risks, and that used to be sort of their role in the industry, is that they used to have, like, okay, here is a $50,000 advance, you know, debut author, present us with your ideas and, like, make it real good. And then it became, you know, so many of those books were flops that it shifted that that became the role of the indie and the you know the midlist press and then now the big five became more and more about like okay well michelle obama will be competed with by simon and schuster penguin random house Hachette, and mcmillan and then by the end you know the advance will be so large that they will not be able to recoup on that book you know and so then that shifts into the like okay well who are other kinds of celebrities podcasters youtube stars instagram influencers you know so those are just like a much more attainable level of celebrity that has a large platform but you don't have to pay four million dollars in advance you know and so and then what happens now is the like greater irony (laughs) is that then the big five buy the rights to any successful small press or mid-list book mm. you know so it's like the smaller publishers are still like taste making while they're you know taking and you know and they're finding out also which is rather amusing that a lot of these like big name authors aren't actually sought after because their fan bases don't read so i guess that may be where the like doesn't read comes from because it's like we're having a record like more books are selling specifically in the last few years and in general than ever before and younger people are buying and reading more books and you know where we've finally moved out of the like women over 50 demographic and moved books into the general public which is helpful but you know it's it's you know what is being published is still not reflective of that Mm. i feel like at least as long as i've been kicking around in the publishing industry small press distribution has gotten so much better that it's almost doesn't matter um you know i mean it used to be like well i don't want to work with this small press because if by chance my you know book kind of takes off will they be able to handle that um and you know not you know some books are you know you write them you know the audience is going to be 1,000 or 2,000 people your publisher understands that um and can scale the operation to that but then you also want to work with someone who could pivot um if if you were wrong in those projections and you could actually you know sell significantly more books and I feel like a lot of small presses are more in that position just because the nature of distribution has has changed yeah i'd say that's accurate and it's just and the consolidation of that is such that you know 
you're often being sold by the very same salespeople that you exactly (laughs) so should authors like who don't have a huge platform just not even bother with larger presses well it's like you want to work with the right place you want to work with the place that gets what you're doing that can conceive you know can effectively communicate back and forth what you're going for who it's for what they're getting out of it like what the value proposition of the book is whereas like what happens a lot is people will twist it just too much and then at that point it's like no longer the book you wanted to write or it's no longer the book you wrote is no longer the book that they're talking about (laughs) right see that happen all the time honestly with people coming to us and they're like here's my memoir and we're like turn it into a self-help book and like one time out of ten the person is like oh I actually like that better and the other nine times they say sure and then they turn in the memoir and then they won't change it right right yeah I mean and it's it's been presented to writers as like so kind of mysterious like how you would work with people I mean I work with giant presses sometimes if it's an appropriate project mm-hmm. um, and I think like you, nobody can get this into the right places uh except for this this giant publisher and then i and i have to accept with that that i'm gonna have no control over the cover or something um you know whatever the the downsides of working with a a big publisher my editor's gonna change three times in the process (laughs) i'm gonna get a cover that is completely inappropriate but i'm willing to take that chance because they have these other resources right Mm -hmm. um and i think a lot of um a lot of new writers and a, a lot of not so new writers um who i work with or who are my students kind of have this vision where like they're gonna start with a small press that's okay and then they're gonna work their way up to a bigger press in the course of their career and i find that well certainly for me but a lot of writers i know are work with big presses for some of their titles and they work with small presses for some of their titles and they like you're saying like work need to pay attention to oh this publisher does not publish memoirs so you know why would they suddenly have the resources to do a completely different marketing plan for my book yeah and that's and i mean a lot of times people are authors in this case approach us thinking we won't notice that their book is actually a veiled memoir <laughs> like we wouldn't read it before <laughs> i don't know where this idea comes from well but... you would be surprised <laughs> i mean like big presses you would be surprised right. how much they don't read we have seen so that doesn't surprise me because i've definitely seen a few books recently from big presses where I'm like, oh, they, I see. I see exactly what happened. Right. I was in a marketing meeting not that long ago with a, a big press crew in New York, and they were started hassling me about whether or not I could get in touch with the editor of Hip Mama. <laughs> um, and I just, I didn't quite know what to say. So, and I didn't. <laughs> We're close. I didn't want to. I didn't want to tell them that that I I actually could probably get in touch with her since I am her. Um, it's like brain but I left, brain like right. I didn't. Like I felt then I felt kind of grumpy and like a little child. Like I like I refused to say. Um. No, and it is kind of like when someone is that 
far disconnected. Like, like that's I think that's sort of the thing I people like, say. Mm, yeah, I don't know. She's she's tough to to get in touch with. She doesn't really publish that often anymore. <laughs> but um, you know, I'll see what I can do. Mm -hmm. uh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, wild. But the, I mean, Anne Halliday said the same thing when she came on, and she was just like, you know, I worked with big publishers. I found that like you're basically always asked to change things that in the end aren't worth it. I was right. like, oh, that's like interesting. Or it's like no one even consults you when they make some like major gaffe. Right. You know, and I was like, oh, that's interesting because you know. You wouldn't. I mean, and you know, I guess that's the like downside of having infinite resources. But I think they have such an like a impossible load. There isn't a lot of onboarding process for authors at big presses, and not even a ton at smaller presses. Honestly, like it's kind of assumed that you'll be available when your publisher needs you, and it's kind of assumed that you'll just pick up whatever conversation where they grab you. You know, and I feel like so to some degree. It is on publishers to do yeah, that part of the job. These are things we struggle with too. Sure, sure. Size, like. and well, and I mean, it's authors have to get it together to some degree to be able to. You have to be able to say what your book is about, and it's challenging. But you, you know, you have to at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get it a lot. Where you know, people are like, well. They're having, you know, they're having their like star moment, so they don't want to feel like they have to like play any role. They want to just mm. kind of be pampered, yeah, which is an interesting thing. It's, I don't know. I mean, I see it more as like these are specialized skills. Like occasionally, we have an author who can just like writes their own marketing copy and it's perfect, and right, we'll true. add almost nothing. But that's like you know one time out of twenty. And we did once receive a book where we only corrected two typos, and that was done. Nice. That's, I mean, but that's so like rare. literally one in a thousand. You know? Yeah. Like that might happen again in another 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But it is, it's rare because it's like so much of it is the dance together, your team. But it does seem like, um, I do wonder like these major publishers publishing these celebrity biographies, like how much of the editorial work are they actually needing to do or are they just kind of taking what comes in and you know kind of relying on the author's team for that right I don't know. yeah i mean it's different case by case and it's like imprint by division and such but you know and there's i mean there's definitely i mean once upon a time we had a very light editorial hand because we were trying to like respect creative choice whereas nowadays we're like the reader is the customer the book is for the reader the book is not for the author book is for the person that is going to love it and enjoy it and like talk about it to their friends you know yeah. and that's like because that's often the distance that the author can't find you know they're like way too close so they just are thinking of it in terms of creative choice rather than like what somebody is getting out of it or you know which i guess is why they're not great at like making a nice little like capsule speech you know yeah <laughs> yeah i work on that with my students and you know try to do work on it for myself but it's yeah you uh, a lot of times you know people will write a beautiful book and you say okay can you summarize like what what is your book about and they'll say uh my book is about transcendence 
and dinosaurs. And, and it's like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> right? And you're like, <laughs> I'm going to need, yeah. No. <laughs> we, 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 we take the five second pitch, and then we take the outline, and we take the first paragraph of each chapter. And you would be amazed at how little information people can put in that five second pitch. They can just be like, it's a book about overcoming. And you're like, overcoming what? For whom? You know, like what? Tell me more. (laughs) I don't know. I don't think authors should have to have that specialized skill. Like, I mean, I'm sure it serves you well to be able to do that, but I think that's like the point of working with a publisher is you have someone who has those skills. Right, a team. But it is partly too that you're the further along you are at that. I feel like that ultimately replaces platform for somebody without a platform. That's true. It's like you're providing why somebody cares. Right. You know, or you like mm. have enough in you to make them care. I feel we've somewhat strayed from our <laughs> original <laughs> podcast topic. Whether you are a big publisher. Pleasurably well, no, I mean, we, that's about platform. Oh, it's yeah. like, it's okay. kind of all, all goes back to platform. And on that note, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for joining us once again. Please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes. And please give us five stars on iTunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed. You can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub. On Twitter at microcosm. On Facebook at microcosm publishing. On Instagram at microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.